you can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good and then a bang in the night and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home and I can tell you, I know how much work it can take. Whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Why did the barf and the booger fall in love? It's what's on the inside that counts. Did you hear about the contest to win a ton of cow manure? To the victor, go the soils. What's the difference between a well-dressed cyclist and a scruffy guy on a tricycle? Attire. If you just read the bio for Dr. Steve, host of Weird Medicine on Sirius XM 103 and made popular by two really comedy shows, Opie and Anthony and Ron and Fez, you would have thought that this guy was, was a bit of a, you know, a, a clown. Why can't you give me the respect that I'm entitled to? I've got diphtheria crushing my esophagus. I've got Ebola virus dripping from my nose. I've got the leprosy of the heart valve exacerbating my incredible woes. I want to take my brain out and blast it with the wave, an ultrasonic echographic and a pulsating shave. I want a magic pill for all my ailments, the health equivalent of Citizen Kane. And if I don't get it now in the tablet, I think I'm doomed and I'll have to go insane. I want a requiem for my disease. So I paid 
from the world-famous Goldstein Cardiff Electric Network Studios. It's Weird Medicine, the first and still only uncensored medical show in the history of broadcast radio. Now a podcast. I'm Dr. Steve with my little pal, Dr. Scott. Traditional Chinese medical practitioner gives me street cred with the wacko alternative medicine asshats. Hello, Dr. Scott. Hey, Dr. Steve. And my partner in all things, Tacey. Hello, Tacey. Hello. You're looking lovely today. No, I'm not. This is a show for people who would see I'm a liar, who would never listen to a medical show on the radio. (laughs) (laughs) If you have a question, you're embarrassed to take your regular medical provider. If you can't find an answer anywhere else, give us a call at 347-766-4323. That's 347-POOHEAD. Follow us on Twitter at Weird Medicine or at DRScottWM. Visit our website at DrSteve.com for podcasts, medical news, and stuff you can buy. Most importantly, we are not your medical providers. Take everything here with a grain of salt. Don't act on anything you hear on this show without talking over with your doctor, nurse, practitioner, practical news, practical nurse, practical nurse, physician assistant, pharmacist, respiratory therapist, chiropractor, acupuncturist, etc., etc., etc. All right. Don't forget to check out stuff.drsteve.com. That's stuff.drsteve.com for all your Amazon needs where you can scroll down and see all the things that we talk about on this show. And uh, definitely check out Dr. Scott's website at simplyherbals.net for his uh, CBD uh, peppermint nasal spray, which is quite outstanding. And uh, it's, um, yeah, it's the stuff. It's the real stuff. Uh, go to cameo.com slash weird medicine or go to cameo app and just look for Dr. Steve Weird Medicine. Uh, look, it's five, seven bucks. I'm going to be at the, well, we're at, at the beach right now. Um, we'll do one by God at the beach. Three sheets to the wind telling your mama that she's got, you know, some nasty fluids or something. Do it's, just, it's so cheap. Oh, one of those? Yeah, it's so cheap. It's fun. We'll do them. Tacey and I will even do it if you want. Just tell me what you want. Uh, I love doing those, and I do them for nothing because I like doing lots of them. So check that out. And then patreon.com slash weirdmedicine. Great place to go if you want to do a deep dive. Tacey and I do things that are that are not done on this show. And uh, we have celebrities come in and ask us questions. We just do Patreon-exclusive questions. And uh, I did a couple of... Uh, more in-depth um, analyses of some of the some of the recent uh, news, sort of clickbait stuff in medical journalism. Check that out. Patreon.com/slash/weirdmedicine. The tiers start at five bucks. I know you're paying five bucks here, five bucks there. Uh, check it out. If you do the twenty-dollar tier, you can get every single show that we've ever done, plus some that were never broadcast. And you can uh, give you a, a, a link to our Dropbox, and you just download it all. And the more people that do that, when I inevitably croak, because, I mean, we all do at some point, there's more chances that there will be some stuff out there that will, you know, live on in posterity. Let's say my kids 10 years from now go, oh, we're finally interested in what Dad was doing. <laughs> and maybe one of you guys would have it. So anyway, check it out, patreon.com slash weirdmedicine. I'm trying to archive it, but you know how kids are. All right. Well, Dr. Scott and Tacey, very good to see you. Check out uh, Dr. Scott's website at simplyherbals.net, simplyherbals.net. And uh, happy birthday to our uh, friend, uh, Cardiff Electric. So it's uh, his birthday today. Happy birthday. And um, one thing I wanted to talk about last week, I left you guys on a cliffhanger because um, 
my doctor had gotten an x-ray and um, the, you know when during COVID I had this cough I wouldn't go away so they x-rayed me I had this sort of hazy place in the left lower lobe of my lung and um, they wanted to repeat it which is good because you never want to just pretend that a left lower lobe or any lobe <clears throat> uh, haziness is just that you know just pneumonia till you see it go away so uh, of course it was almost a year ago and my primary care provider said let's just get another x-ray he calls me now <laughs> their radiologist must really suck because he calls me he says oh no that hazy place is gone but you've got pulmonary fibrosis right oh, yeah. and i was kind of freaking out because it's like okay well i got two years or a heart lung transplant in in my future and i'm really too old for that so um uh, now, not all pulmonary fibrosis, you know, I'm a catastrophist, so not all pulmonary fibrosis <laughs> behaves that way. But anyway, mm -hmm. I went to get a CT scan today. Oh, okay. And uh, it takes, you know, back in the day, they used to take 45 minutes to yes. do. Yes. Now it's literally like a minute. There's way more time Darn. getting your insurance, doing all that stuff, getting you back there. And then they bring you in. You put your hands over your head and you breathe three times. They run you through three times, and that's 15 it. seconds each. And that's it. Wow. So I I got the woman to um, show me the films. And so, you know, you start at the top of the lung in these slices, right? Like you're slicing uh, uh, parallel to the ground. Mm-hmm. And uh, they kept slicing and slicing. I said, there's no pulmonary fibrosis in there. It's like, hell, I'm good. And then we get down to the last, like, 10 slices. And I'm like, what in the fuck is that? The bottom of your lung. And um, Oh, damn. So I'm going to, here, I'm going to show everybody here. I don't know if they can see that. See, well, there's such a delay. But, yeah, there it is. And I was like, oh, my God. So I said, let's get a coronal view. So the coronal view is when you take it. Uh, as if you're cutting um, from shoulder to shoulder. And so you're on a plane like that where you're taking slices. And uh, and the, you can really see it on this one. And it's kind of a wedge, and it looks like shit. It's got all kinds of septations and stuff in it. And I'm like, holy crap, I'm not going on vacation. I'm getting chemo uh, next week. Oh. Well, okay, all right. Well, Tacey knows the answer, so I don't, don't care. Pretend. It's still not anyway. a very good fun story yes it's yeah. a great story because i sent it to a pulmonology friend of mine mm -hmm. and he called the radiologist and they said doesn't look anything like cancer so that's good what it is is um scar tissue from when i had covid19 wow and listen i've had badass mf and influenza with a fever of 105 mm -hmm. and out of work for a week and then, uh, you know, I've had a bunch of different weird viruses and things that have happened to me. Uh, um, never had anything cause a permanent change in my, <laughs> in my anatomy. Mm -hmm. You know, this uh, thing was a son of a bitch. Even mm -hmm. though I got over it quickly with the monoclonal antibodies, I still had that cough yep. for uh, six weeks. And that's what that was. Damn. And now it's showing uh, just this huge chunk of scar tissue. My, the, my pulmonologist thinks that maybe I even may have had a small pulmonary embolism. A pee, yeah. Yeah, because that's mm -hmm. uh, COVID nineteen is known in older people to cause clotting inside the arteries and veins, 
And I may have just had a little blood clot go there because it's in a wedge shape, you know, <laughs> at the bottom of my lung. Yeah, it was a strange looking. Yeah, yeah. I've there. never actually in 35 years not quite seen anything like it. Mm-hmm. But they say they're seeing this all the time in people who had COVID-19. Wow. So um, I'm, I got to trust them because I, I had told Tacey, this is what's going to happen. We're going on vacation on Saturday, and on Monday I'm driving back up here mm-hmm. for a bronchoscopy on Tuesday. But uh, the, after they looked at it and conferred, they said, hey, you don't need a bronchoscopy. Just take some antibiotics, and we'll check it again in eight weeks. So, yeah, yeah. so there you go. Happy ending to that. Cool, story. man. Let's get that. And uh, I was amazing. I, I, I will have to say... When I didn't know what it was, but I was pretty sure I did know what it was, and it wasn't this good thing that they <laughs> ended up telling me, uh, I was pretty sanguine about it. So hopefully if something like that, when something like that ever happens, I'll handle it well. But anyway, hmm. yeah, so that was, a, that was a son of a bitch. A little waker-upper, huh? Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. Anyway, yeah, they ha- so are I they had- really enjoy vacation. Yeah, and I hate to interrupt, but are yeah. they having luck with antibiotic treatment on some of the scarring or some yeah, of the inflammation well, a little bit? They think there may be some residual bacteria in there. Okay. Because sometimes you could get a post-viral pneumonia, right. and often it's staph. Okay. And why mine is um, so closed off, that's a great question. Mm-hmm. And usually people get sick as shit. Now, I haven't been 100%, I'll tell you that, mm-hmm. but I'm been pretty damn good yeah you've been pretty good shape yeah for the most part i mean i threw my cane away mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and i got rid of my um did you throw it away or did you lose it? well i no <laughs> I, I lost it and that was when i realized i didn't need it anymore mm-hmm. but then i found it and i haven't used it since and i even um i still have the handicap sticker you know, in case I go to a concert and I can't get a... Get, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, my Lord. <laughs> I got the eye roll from Tacey. Uh-huh. So, uh-huh. Um, no, but I you know, I still have it, and I'll hang on to it because I can't imagine this won't, this shit in my back won't come back. But anyway, yeah, so I'm kind of 100%, even though if you look at my x-rays, I look like, um, you know, got one foot in, in the grave. <laughs> look at my back and my lungs. This guy is doomed. This and it's like, I feel 100%. He's screwed. Doing good. I'm Tacey pretty... and I are going to get it on tonight. That's there you what, go. Pre, pre-beach pre trip. No, kind of, just you know. thank God you're not dying <laughs> intercourse. I guess. It's our once in a year. You know, anyway, it's fine. <laughs> Celebratory. <laughs> yes, that's right. I'll leave you on that cliffhanger. I'll let I you know what next I thought we said tomorrow night. Oh, for, okay. There you go. There you go. I love that's my solution to everything. All right. Um, so, uh, yes, so there that is. And uh, we're just going to do a whole bunch of... Um, questions today and if you get any from the waiting room let us know of of course okay all right here we go i guess i better do this first number one thing don't take advice from some asshole on the radio boy that is really true don't do that all right here we go okay (laughs) okay thank you dr steve um i have a question okay i'm listening to a podcast not one of your podcasts but a dr ken berry anyway they're talking about cholesterol, Who? and um, I was just wondering, in your opinion, what do you think is the most uh, important to overall health cholesterol number? 
like is it the LDL, the HDL, the triglycerides, excuse me, triglycerides, um, so which one is the most important, <laughs> which one is the most important number? Thank you. Yeah. Um, so the reason we check cholesterol is we want to predict heart disease. So the most important number is going to be the number that is the most accurate at predicting heart disease. And a lot of people now think that this determining your non-HDL cholesterol level may be the most, um, the most important or the most accurate. Okay. And um, this, this option is probably is a better risk predictor, predictor than your total cholesterol and even your LDL cholesterol. So what they do is they subtract the high-density lipoprotein, which is the good cholesterol, from your total cholesterol number. So it contains all the bad types of cholesterol. And so, uh, you know, a non-HDL cholesterol less than 130, and that's in milligrams per deciliter, um, is optimal. And uh, now the other thing, though, is this cholesterol ratio. We've used this for decades. And that's where you take your total cholesterol and divide it by the HDL. So the good you have good cholesterol and then your total cholesterol. And if it's um, 3 to 1 or less, that's actually advantageous. So if you had a cholesterol of 120, total cholesterol, and a cholesterol uh, HDL of 40, that would be 3 to 1, mm -hmm. and that would be advantageous. Okay. So both of those are very important. Neither one of those are single numbers. You have to calculate them given your lipid panel. Mm -hmm. So people ask about, well, what's the difference between good cholesterol and bad cholesterol? We can talk about that for a second. The way I always explain it is... You have uh, people building bricks during the day, and then you have people stealing bricks at night. And so if you have enough brick stealers who steal enough bricks during the night, the brick layer can never finish the wall. Right. So if you think of the brick layer as being your bad cholesterol building plaque in your arteries and the brick stealer as the good cholesterol or HDL cholesterol, you, you know ameliorating that that's kind of a, a reasonable analogy if you just want to think about it that way to remember it so if the bricklayer is able to complete the wall in other words if your hdl is lower uh, uh you know too low to give you an advantageous total cholesterol hdl ratio then uh, the bricklayer will be able to finish the wall and then maybe you'll be at higher risk for cholesterol i mean for yeah for heart disease right okay so uh, one thing that you can still do though is uh, calculate your Framingham risk and just go Framingham risk calculator you'll need your most recent blood pressure and your most recent uh, cholesterol do you know your numbers Scott I know um, we've done this recently yeah the last time I had my my labs recently my cholesterol was I mean it was great it was like 180 total okay. but I, I don't remember the breakdown um, but that, there were no, I had no concerns for my primary yeah. doc, yep. yeah, which is a good thing, yeah. yep, considering my lifestyle. So, so I this, try to keep, I try to keep perfectly what do you pickled. Mean your lifestyle? I try to keep pickled, perfectly pickled. You're at, you're, when your lifestyle's good, you're thin, you, uh. I'm active. You're active, you yep. don't smoke, what are you talking about? No, no, med no medications. What are you talking about? The only thing I do is, is, uh, testosterone, that's it. So you're a male. Yep. Well, how old are you? 54. Damn. Yeah, baby. 
Old. Okay. And your total cholesterol was what? 180? 180. Do you know what your HDL was? Hmm. No. I just make up a number. I yeah. say it's 50. Yeah, it was 50. Okay. <laughs> your blood pressure? I think 360 over 290. What? Well, that's only when I'm doing weird medicine. Okay. But usually, usually, usually it's about 130 over 180. Okay. Over 80. Okay. And you're not on any medication for high blood pressure? Nope. Okay. And you don't smoke? Nope. And you're not diabetic? No, but I like edibles. No known vascular disease. <laughs> no known vascular disease. That's okay. Right. Yeah, so you're low risk. Yeah. Your esti- estimated 10-year global cardiovascular risk is 7.9%. What that means is you've got, um, you know, 8 out of 100 mm-hmm. chance of actually having a heart attack in the next 10 years. Mine was about 13. I was a little pissed I'd about take that. that. I'd take that number. I'll even take the 13, but it's still, that's kind of shitty because I thought I was doing better than that because my blood pressure is nothing over nothing now, but I'm on blood pressure. But the, the problem is when you're my age, your risk never gets below a certain level. <laughs> you know, it just doesn't. So well, let me do mine real quick. So my blood pressure on, yeah, oh, oh shit. Now I got to go back, go back. Ah, you son of a bitch. Yes, I am on medications for high blood pressure. I am not a smoker. I'm Poor not a diabetic. <laughs> and I don't have known vascular disease. But it's still 15%. <laughs> of course, that's your, your now age. Now, my vascular age is 64 years, so I'm two years younger than my estimated actual age. So there you go. All right. Really, I think my doctor should be a little bit more aggressive with my cholesterol, but he knows that I have neuropathy, and so he's just trying to be cool with it. All right. Does that answer that guy's question? Yep. Okay, here we go. Please so. Hi, Dr. Steve. Hey. I'm going to be 47 years old here this summer. I am, uh, despite the fact that I am almost a few pounds away from losing 300 pounds. Okay, I'm awesome. I'm more than a obese. I'm about... 335 to 340 pounds. Right so now. he started at 545. His audio is not very good, but he okay. lost 300 pounds, but he's still around 245. Yeah. Congratulations, um, by the way. I'm working every single day. I'm working hard and changing my diet. Yeah. Good. Exercise, uh, controlling my blood sugar. So he's changing his diet, doing exercise, controlling his blood sugar. I don't know if you guys can hear him. So. You know, my blood pressure and everything else. I'm working really hard. I'm making a lot of good changes. Good. Um, but uh, I also check my stupid next so long every day. Excellent. Every day. You don't have to do it every day, but <laughs> you're welcome. He said he checks his stupid nuts for lumps every day. Uh, I highly encourage that. You know, once a month is probably enough unless you just enjoy okay. it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, he cracked I'm calling about testosterone. Okay. How important is it to your overall health? Okay, his audio is so bad. What he, what his question is is how how important is testosterone to your overall health? In other words, if it's low and you don't replace it, what's that going to do to you? And really, uh, low test high testosterone can cause some problems. Low testosterone uh, causes fatigue and erectile dysfunction. It's mostly lifestyle stuff, and it's it's a the the biggest parameter that we follow with people who have low testosterone is a parameter called health-related quality of life. And people with low testosterone have a lower health-related quality of life than people with normal testosterone, period. Yep. Yep. And I know that I could tell a difference when I went from two pumps to three. Oh, heck yeah, me too. Yeah. Big time. 
So, um, so that's that's the real thing. You know, the elevated or testosterone. People who juice or people who are producing testosterone uh, that they shouldn't be because they have a testosterone producing tumor mm. uh, they're at higher risk of heart disease and um, mental anguish and you know impulse disorders and things like that not so much with low testosterone but I do recommend that if it is low just um, go see a urologist and get it replaced mm. properly because you will feel better and mm. it'll also help you get the rest of that weight off yep. and Agreed. will probably help if you have sleep apnea that is a big one Huge, you know. My, I think I told you before when when they first checked my testosterone it was forty five, so I can tell you what it feels like when you have low T. Were you juicing? At no, never. You never, never did. Never, not a single time. Only person I've ever seen that was that low was somebody that was. Oh, I know. That, using it, you know, in the gym. Yeah, we talked about that too. We and I played. His up, was zero. Yeah, but. I played up at Western Kentucky, and we had a couple of guys that, that took steroids there. Yeah. But I never, never even saw any, much less took any. What? Why? I don't the know. Hell was your so I low? I don't know. It's bizarre. That's bizarre. Did they do all the sex hormone binding globulins mm -hmm. and pituitary axis yeah, everything tests else is, and everything? Everything else is normal. They did. Yep, so, yeah, so, I mean, as long as I'm doing the shots, it's good. nut failure. Yep. Primary testicular insufficiencies. <laughs> you had, that sounds much more prevalent. Laziness in the, in the... Hey, lazy nuts. In the, oh, lazy nuts. In the jungle region. <laughs> that may be our new band name, Lazy Nuts. <laughs> no, I don't like that. <laughs> well... I've got fatty liver now. Steve's been calling me fatty liver. No. Oh. Well, because they used to call Fez fatty pneumonia, so she's fatty liver now. <laughs> so you oh, can no. be lazy nuts. Oh, I can be lazy. Oh, lazy nuts. Yep. That fatty liver good. and lazy nuts. That, that, now, that does sound like a band name. That does sound like a great band name. <laughs> oh, fatty liver and lazy nuts. When I was... Um, doing music back in the 80s one of my alter egos was less miserable of course when you read it it was les miserables but he oh. called himself less miserable <laughs> it's old less miserable i fancied myself as tom waits as a matter of fact i put some of that stuff up on patreon while we're gone like every three or four days there's going to be some other blast from the past and some of it is some of my old music oh and you what can just skip over it. Well, all right. If you want to be a completist, then you have to have some of that stuff. But I, I can't. I didn't know you like Tom Waits. Oh, God, dude. Oh, I, I tried to be Tom Waits. As a matter of fact, I wrote this song that was the closest that I ever came. And I performed it in Greensboro, North Carolina, and got a standing ovation. So I was like, oh, hell, I'm wow. on to something. Uh, but part of it was I did a different solo on a different instrument be, you know, between, ver you know, between verses and yeah. stuff. And I can't find it. I can't find a recording of it anywhere. And I couldn't redo it because I just did it off the top of my head. You know, I was just, you know, I was rapping, man. You're improvising, baby. Yeah, yeah. Oh, like wow. the beatnik type rapping, not yeah, yeah. not hip hop rapping. Good. We'll have to talking about the state of the uh, state of the world. <laughs> That's great. Anyway, yeah, yep. we'll do. We'll have to do it. Yes, yeah, Sean loves. Tom I've Waits got too. to find that. I got to go through yeah. my tape collection. If I find it, I'll put it up here. We can do a couple Tom Waits songs. Okay. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, I'd be totally into. I didn't that. know you were that. Your your, your oh, music God. knowledge was that robust. Oh, fuck yourself. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I, I thought you just like like what's the name of that band? Purple Velvet or something? Purple Velvet. <laughs> the, okay, so you're the one King with the deep. Chris. Oh yeah, I'm sorry, King Crimson. You're the That's, one with the deep knowledge. I'm okay. sorry. It was it King Crimson. How can I forget that band? <laughs> 
Oh my god. Shit. <laughs> We're gonna play a King Crimson song and it's in like, And I'm gonna like it, damn it's it. It's in like thirteen four oh, rhythm. Yeah. Oh Lord, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I will really screw that. He's up. warped my kid. He has a King Crimson T shirt. Well, and not only that. <laughs> I, I, I I piled him and a bunch of his friends in the car yeah, one yeah. night, and we, I was taking them somewhere, and they were like, Beck, are you going to make us listen to King Crimson again tonight? And I was like, hell yeah. my boy. <laughs> the apple didn't fall too well far. Well done, my friend. <laughs> no. All right, we'll take another question. So good. This is Jason from Louisiana. Hey, Jason. I used to live in Louisiana. When it's time to drop off the kids at the pool. Okay. I proceed to do so. Okay. After the kids finished swimming okay. and vacated the pool, the hose that fills the pool yeah. continues to fill it Yeah. long after the kids have left. Oh, uh, yeah. Is this normal? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So this is a euphemism for taking a dump and flushing the toilet. And this is really a question for a plumber, not so much for us, but we can still answer that. When you uh, take a dump or drop the kids off at the pool, as he so eloquently stated, mm-hmm. uh, and then you flush it, you know, the turds go down and everything else that you throw in there. And by the way, get a tushy bidet. Mm-hmm. If, you're, if, you're, if, you're, if you're someone who takes dumps, Oh, that would be everyone in the audience. You need a tushy bidet. It's the greatest 70, 80 bucks you'll ever spend. You attach it under your seat, and then when you're done doing, you know, strutting your stuff, you you turn this dial, and this stream of water just, and I've got it so that I move around now so I can get the stream to go side to side and just, you know, sluice the whole crackle area. And um, it's it's the greatest thing in the world. And we're going on vacation for two weeks. We're not going to have a damn bidet. And I'm going to be very We can pissed. get some wipes. It'll help. No. It will. It'll help. Wipes are like, I used to tell this story way, way, way back. Tacey, you were there, I think, the first time I ever told this. That using paper to get stool off of a hairy ass crack is like, taking trying to get vaseline off a bear rug with a newspaper it just can't be done you're just smearing it around you'll get some of it up Mm -hmm. but you're just smearing it around and this thing you're just you don't even have to use toilet paper if you sit there long enough and you're like read the newspaper or go through reddit or something you can just stand up put your drawers on and just move on it's amazing now they make those Toto toilets. It was fucking, it's ten grand. They're expensive. Just get a tushy. Yeah. Go to go to stuff.drsteve.com and scroll down there, right there. Bobby Kelly turned us on to that. And uh, <laughs> whatever Bobby says, hey, I got something you got to buy. You got to buy it. Oh wait a minute. Talk like a hick to you has got a solution. I guess they've got a portable bidet wand. Ooh, really? That sounds well. That, you have to shove good. it between your legs. And, oh, I don't know, but it sounds. I wonder how lovely. that works. I don't know. It's better look, than carrying around a hot chicken sandwich, I guess, between your legs. <laughs> well, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's another euphemism for having a swamp ass. Is that's that what you're like yeah, that, yeah. yeah, that's a good one. Hot chicken sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> I had that this weekend. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> oh, that's disgusting. Exactly. So, uh, we, yeah, so anyway, um, portable bidet, bidet wand. wand. And while you're looking that up, I'll talk about why the 
water continues to flow. So uh, the stool and all the contents of the toilet get flushed down into that trap, and then they start to work their way uh, into the sewer system. But uh, you've got to fill that tank back up. And uh, so there's always a little bit of, um, you know, um, outflow from the tank into the bowl. And if you open, take the top off to a normal you know, flow master, you'll see that little uh, uh, hook uh, tube that's putting just a little bit of uh, water down back into the bowl. And that just keeps things agitated while the bowl is uh, filling up. And then when the bowl, the I'm sorry, the tank fills up, the water level sensor clicks, and then it stops the water from going into the tank any further. And then you're ready for the next flush. What did you find, Tase? Okay, so Tushy makes one. Oh, really? $29. You fill it up with water, and then you squirt it. And Is it... it, it does it use a battery or do you have no to just... it's just it looks like it's just uh, one of those like uh, you just squeeze it and the water comes out oh it says uh can you do it with one hand i'm not take a carefree <sighs> clean dump wherever whenever do you or do you put it between your knees and squeeze your squeeze your knees is I, that what well, it is like a bellows not, it just says because <laughs> <laughs> that's a crazy image oh celebrate God. your butt and clean it right with the perfect stream of cleansing water to wash your travel turds away Hmm. Oh, my word. I see it. Okay, I'm ordering one. And it I, comes in different colors. I, well, hmm. okay, I want one where I can't see if I've made a mess on the damn thing. Okay, I don't, we don't have to go. Th- I don't think that it's like, <laughs> Steve. I, okay, uh, yeah, okay. It looks kind of like one of those water bottles that you squeeze. Yes, that, that, yeah, that's that what you said. collapsible water bottle. Okay, I'm going to have one sent to us. Because i got to have it. Ooh, that sounds good. Oh, now, here's a Tushy Travel Portable Bidet Tutorial. Let's see. Um, And this is from Tushy, so I'm sure... When you got to go number two on the go, the Tushy Travels got you covered. Okay, let me just see if she demonstrates And if you are worried about what people are going to think, they have no idea. You're filling up a portable butt shower. Yeah, and it looks like a a water... Did she just call it a portable butt shower? Yeah, and it looks like a water bottle, so be very careful with yeah. this. Can you imagine if somebody, oh, I need a water bottle, grabs this thing, run, you know, goes running, and they're drinking out of your, out of your portable yeah, bidet. comes in hot pink or teal. Yep. Okay, mm, she's filling black. it up. I'm trying to see if she's going to use it, and the answer is no. So, okay, I'll order one, and I'll have it shipped to us where we're going, Ooh. and we'll try it. Ooh. Thank you. Thank you, Amy. Thank you, Amy. Yeah, you just may have saved my vacation. Not that the <laughs> the pulmonologist is really the one that saved my vacation, because I wasn't getting ready to have a shitty vacation. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, interesting. All right, thank cool. you. Angie's List is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. 
connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside, repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good and then a bang in the night and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home and I can tell you, I know how much work it can take. Whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Okay, here we go. Hey, Dr. Ooh. Steve and Dr. Scott. That doesn't sound like a real accent. I saw that Juul uh, vape just got uh, banned by the FDA. thought this would be a perfect opportunity to discuss a little bit about uh, vaping on the show my question is is popcorn lung have they found that to be real or a myth or we still don't know yet and um are we discovering other dangers with it uh thanks for the answer well i'm going to tell you why they banned the jewel do you do you want to take a guess they're marketing to kids i would assume Mm, nope i'm going to give you a no on that that's what i would have said Because I think that that was... I don't have a buzzer on this one. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. No, this is what I think. It's because R.J. Reynolds just got one approved. Oh. 
Remember, I, we talked about a long time ago, They R.J. Reynolds tried to come out with an electronic cigarette. They were calling it an electronic cigarette at the time. And the FDA that said... That was a long time ago, wasn't it? Yo, yeah, this was in like in the 70s, okay. 80s. Right on, right on. And the FDA said, hell no, you're not. we're not going to let you market a quote-unquote safer cigarette. And now they finally, you know, this is they played the long game. So they hung in there and they got one approved by the FDA. And now all of a sudden, Juul is, is off the market. So can you imagine, though, if you had invested... Your, you know, jewel that the corporation was somebody's dream at some point. Yep. And um, that you know, and now they're gone. So, anyway, uh, the giant corporations win again. <laughs> Good lord! Now the popcorn lung thing looked like it was a specific additive from knockoff vape pens. And the specific additive was uh, vitamin E, if I remember correctly. And they were, for whatever reason, the the oil was contamin- either contaminated with that or they were doping it with vitamin E. Maybe they thought it would be good for you or something. But uh, if I remember correctly, uh, you might look up popcorn lung vaping, Dr. Scott, and see if they have anything new on that. Sure. That was the last time I remember seeing anything. And we have not heard anything about it since that first bunch of cases happened. Mostly because I believe that those offending vape pens were taken off the market at the time. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the vape pen industry would be self-policing because they don't want, uh, you know, yeah. shit to happen. And then this what's just happened to Juul happened to them. Now, can Juul retool some things and get FDA approval? Absolutely they can. So we'll see what happens. Well, I'm sure that's what they're doing. Saying right now that the FDA did not look at all of their evidence. Yeah. Um, it, so they can reapply yep. and the FDA uh, can... We'll do whatever they want. We'll do whatever the hell they want to do. <laughs> Which is why I'm retired. <laughs> exactly. Uh, now yes. I am going to... That is true. The FDA didn't approve your drug. <laughs> uh, I... I I have to always give props to the FDA, though. They are the reason that thalidomide was never marketed in the United States. Oh, no, they do wonderful things. <clears throat> yeah. yeah. So they are slow and deliberative, and they, you know, they, yes, they rushed some shit to market mm-hmm. during COVID, mm-hmm. but that was under these emergency use authorizations. And, you know, they felt that that was for the greater good. But in general, they're very deliberative. Mm -hmm. And if Juul can show them data that their manufacturing process and that their product is reasonably safe, then uh, they will approve them as well. Well, it turns out the drug I was going to have didn't work anyway, so whatever. Oh, is that right? Um, Yeah, that's what everybody thinks. Okay. Okay, so I I came across something from um, UK Cancer Research. Okay. Does vaping cause popcorn lung? And um, it says e-cigarettes don't cause the lung condition known as popcorn lung. Okay. There have been no confirmed cases of popcorn lung reported in people who use e-cigarettes. Even better. E-cigarettes are one of the tools that can help people who smoke to stop. However, this is from a website. Yeah. Now, that was in in the UK? Cancer Research UK. Because I remember uh, when this first went down that that I believe... And our, some of our UK friends who also watch 90 Day Fiance with us. <laughs> By the way, the last two podcasts uh, I named 
um, uh, one was I got a text, and the other one was I can't be arsed. And so I'm just putting on things that <laughs> from 90 or not 90 Day Fiance. What I say, Love, Love Island, Love Island, Island UK. UK. Yeah, Love Island UK. But maybe someone in the UK can tell us. But I believe they were ahead of the curve when it came to electronic cigarettes, and it was legal legaler there than it was here at the time. That's very interesting. Well, this website just sounds like you ought to just go out and get one right yep. now. Yeah, sounds good to me. I love seeing those big giant clouds of stuff where you get behind somebody, <laughs> and so it's just obnoxious. this giant cloud. And then I remember uh, Liam and Beck and I, and I, you may have been there as well, but we were in Asheville, and we walked by this guy, and he was a hipster. And he, he was like, well, I'm going to take a toot off of my vape pen, man. And he had this thing. It looked like a fucking clarinet. It was this big oh, black yeah. and chrome thing with all Huge. these little levers and stuff. <laughs> and he <laughs> took a toot off of this thing and this, I mean, monstrous cloud of smoke or vape uh, no, emanated from his lungs. It must feel great. I remember what it was like to smoke, and he always liked having that sort of full feeling and then expelling it again. It was sort of like a mini weird lung orgasm, and I'm sure it feels that way. <laughs> so people are probably getting more and more vape because they want to recreate that feeling. But um, nothing better than clean, fresh air, my friends. Yep. That's right. All right. Let's see here. I just wanted to find out some information about my senior gravis. I got diagnosed with it, and if you could do something on the radio, it'd be great. Thank you. Yeah, Bye. absolutely. I hope she's listening. Um, myasthenia gravis is uh, this uh, again an autoimmune disorder where the body attacks a part of your body, and it attacks the part of the body where signals from the nerves go to muscles to tell the muscles to twitch and that's pretty effed up because if you can't send that that signal then uh or if it's not received then you're just going to have weakness you can't overpower that just by thinking about it because of course thinking about it is nerves right mm -hmm. so uh these are muscles that are right, responsible for breathing and moving parts of the body including the uh, arms and legs so it's you know it won't do anything to your um, the muscles in your gut so much. It's mostly uh, voluntary muscles, and uh, it's um, you know you can get these crises when the muscles that control breathing weaken to the point where you need a ventilator, and that can happen. It can be triggered by infections, stress, surgery, all the things that trigger. Uh, ketoacidosis, by the way, in diabetics and trigger heart attacks and other people. So stress is a son of a bitch. And uh, really, though, if you have myasthenia gravis, you have an 80 to 85 percent chance of never having that happen to you. But that means 15 to 20 percent people do have it. Yeah. So what's the number, treatment? Yeah. Well, okay. So there are several treatments. Let me talk about what causes it, and then you'll kind of figure out what the treatments are before I even get there. So this, uh, uh, there's this error in uh, transmission of nerve, nerve impulses to muscles when that normal communication is blocked, and uh, the myasthenia antibodies block and destroy the receptors for this uh, neurotransmitter called acetylcholine, and it's actually at that 
neuromuscular junction, in other words, where the nerve and the muscle meet. And, uh, you know, the thymus gland uh, is probably also associated with myasthenia gravis. You know, it usually grows until puberty and then gets smaller and is replaced by fat. And as a matter of fact, if you've ever had sweetbreads, those are goat thymus glands. They're very tasty. And, um, but in people with myasthenia gravis, the thymus gland doesn't turn into fat. It's still active. So there's something going on there. So, uh, <clears throat> uh, so they treat it by removing your thymus gland. That's one of the things, if you have an active thymus gland, they will do what's called a thymectomy. And then there are also antibodies. And uh, these monoclonal antibodies will target this process by which you are making these acetylcholine antibodies. And there's a drug called ECU, oh geez, you know, I hate these monoclonal antibody names, uh, ecolizumab, E-C-U-L-I-Z-U-M-A-B. And uh, if you have that acetyl, anti-acetylcholine receptor antibody, mm -hmm. you are a candidate for this medication, and it is very effective. Does it have adverse effects? Yes. But, you know, you, most people will trade that to be able to use their muscles again. Yes. Uh, there are anticholinesterase medications. There are other immunosuppressive drugs that just suppress the immune system altogether. If it were me, I'd probably go for the antibody because it's more specific. Mm -hmm. Uh, <clears throat> one of the other things they can do is clean your blood out of these um, uh, antibodies. And they do that through this process called plasmapheresis. Okay. And you can just sweep the antibodies out of your bloodstream. Now, that's temporary because you'll keep making them. You'll make them. more. Okay. But, uh, you know, to, if you do that periodically, you could keep it in check. How often, just out of curiosity, how often would they do it? It sounds like um, kind of if you had to do dialysis on someone, you Yeah, have to you know, I don't know the answer to that. I think it depends on the patient. Oh, how bad? Okay. Yeah. All right. So, um, you know, they've gotten way better at treating this. When I was first a medical student, this was basically, you know, a, considered a very difficult disease to manage, and now it's a lot easier. These monoclonal antibodies... I've really revolutionized some of this stuff. Yes, yeah, you do. I mean, look at Tacy's mom. Um, she's talked about it on the show, so it's not. I'm not saying you know this isn't a HIPAA issue. Uh, she's got rheumatoid arthritis. She takes right. a monoclonal antibody for it, and it just uh, she just g keeps on keeping on. Yeah, and she didn't get the the what we call the ulnar deviation or the stigmata of rheumatoid arthritis, where you'll see the. Um, uh, the fingers and knuckles start to uh, bend toward mm -hmm. the ulna, which is the outer bone of the arm when your hands are, you know, the palms are palms facing down, the ground, right. palms down, you know. And uh, you'll see that, you know, those big beefy knuckles, and then they're just bent yep. uh, away from the midline of the body. So, you know, you just don't see that as much anymore, which is good. We used to have to treat people with gold and all kinds of old school stuff. Mm-hmm. They treated people with, uh, what was it, tuberculosis with gold. The other thing that they would do with tuberculosis back hmm. in the day was they would collapse your lung. And they did this on Peaky Blinders, and yep. they were right on the money. They had, a, uh, the, uh, you know, no big spoilers. They had a kid in there that got tuberculosis, and they stuck a uh, scalpel between her ribs and let her ribs collapse or her lung collapse. 
And when the lung collapses, the theory is that if, if the organisms can't get oxygen, then they can't live and they'll just die. And then they and later on will re-expand your lung. I don't know what the oh. efficacy of what that was, but I know they did it. And you could only obviously do one at a time. <laughs> You know, yeah. he's kind of yeah. the first ones that did it. Yeah, like, first of the doozy, of yeah. <laughs> Oops. Yeah. I'm an overachiever. Let's do both of them at the same time. Yep. Yeah. All right. Wow. So that's myasthenia gravis. Good luck with that. Let us know how you do. Oh, my God. We are interested. Hey, Dr. Steve, Dr. Scott. This is Mike from Maryland. Hey, Mike. I'm listening to the episode that you're talking about. Uh, Bell's Palsy, Ramsey Hunt, uh, yeah. Shingles. Um, yeah, we were talking about uh, Justin Bieber had Ramsey Hunt syndrome, which is when you get basically you get shingles in your ear and it affects the nerves that go to the face and you get facial weakness and some other things. All that. And uh, a 35 year old male, I have never had chickenpox and my. Scott, while he's talking, would you or one of you look up when did the chickenpox vaccine come out? And how many years ago was it? My daughter is school age, and she's at that age where she's probably going to get home soon. So my question is... Well, okay, maybe she will. If she's been vaccinated for chickenpox, she may not bring it, bring it home. But anyway... Mm-hmm. Am I supposed to avoid her at all costs? All the time? No. Chickenpox as an adult is bad for an adult. Worse than shingles, maybe as bad as shingles. No, it's it's bad. If you get chicken pox as an adult, it's bad. Did you get an answer on that? Nineteen ninety five. How long ago was that? Um ninety five. Oh now five, I gotta do Howard Stern math. Twenty seven. Each year more than three point five million cases of chicken pox, nine thousand hospitalizations, and a hundred deaths are prevented by the vaccine in the right. US. Okay, good. Yeah, chickenpox is not a completely benign disease. Most kids who get it are fine, but it does cause a few deaths in kids uh, from time to time. Not anything like measles did. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, you never heard back when I was a kid of having measles parties, but you always had uh, chickenpox chicken parties. Yep. Yep. So um, I, I'm in doubt that you didn't have chickenpox. It's so communicable, so common. The number of people that are adults that truly haven't either had the vaccine or had chickenpox are very low. Now, now that we have an immune uh, population, that's going to change. Right. Because if you don't vaccinate your kids for varicella um, and they're in a population where most of the people around them have been vaccinated then they can get to adulthood and never get it. And then now when somebody gets shingles, they can get uh, chicken pox. So those are the people I'd be more afraid of. But what you could do is just go to your primary care and say, I don't know if I've ever had chicken pox. Can you check to see if I have antibodies? If you have the varicella antibodies, then you've either had the vaccine or you had chicken pox. Now, he was right on the cusp of being at the age where he could have had chicken yeah. pox vaccine. This says more than 95% of Americans have had chicken pox by adulthood. Yeah, but again, going to change now that we have this generation that is moving forward in time. Mm-hmm. And the people that got chicken pox are dying off. And now you've got a population of people that never had chicken pox. I do feel better about the chicken pox vaccine. I used to say used I to wasn't a like fan. It, yeah, yeah. Well, because... 
I've seen adult chicken pox and it sucks and they n- never could tell me is this lifelong immunity okay and uh, but then when I realized it's a live attenuated virus those tend to give you lifelong immunity so I feel a little better about it we'll know soon enough if we get a whole bunch of adults starting to get chicken pox and the FDA comes out and says or the CDC comes out and says well now you got to get a booster for that because you got varicella vaccine when you were a kid Mm -hmm. but we'll see so far have not seen this raging epidemic that I was concerned about Mm -hmm. I never said it would happen I was just concerned that it might happen right on and I feel I do feel better about it now good I mean we gave Liam and Beck got it yeah you know the vaccine the vaccine Yeah, yeah 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 All right. Interesting. So go get a titer and then see. But if you have not had it, if you ha- if you are vulnerable, uh, look up chickenpox vaccine in adults, and I think that you can get it. Should adults get the? Yeah, yeah, you can get it anytime. So if you if oh. if your titer is zero, just get the vaccine, and it's uh, two doses, twenty eight days apart, and then you don't have to worry about it anymore. Okay? Yep. All right. See, we can find out stuff even if we don't know the answer. Hey, Dr. Steve. Hey, man. Hello, everybody. Hey. Hope you are well. Yeah, thank you. You too. Thank you. I am great. <laughs> thank you very much. Okay. Uh, let's see. This is Ed from Yallsbury hey, man. in North Carolina. I am white, 61, and fair-skinned. I grew up on boats and on the beach down in Florida and have a history of melanoma and squamous cells okay and the accompanying surgeries that go with that yeah even had Mohs surgery which you do not want to google my wise um, guy let's see let's see Mohs surgery again <laughs> why you i ought to okay, i've had a couple of bad sunburns and i was let's talk about what Mohs surgery <laughs> is since terrible. i'm being an asshole <laughs> that's terrible <laughs> Mohs surgery is when you uh take uh you you cut out a melanoma or some other Suspiciously, suspicious yeah. lesion that you're really worried about, and you look at it, you freeze dry it, and or you know freeze it, and you fix, do a quick fixation, and you look at it under the microscope, and you keep taking slices after slice after slice, deeper and deeper till you don't see any cancer cells anymore. Right. So it's a way to just sort of increase your odds of getting it all. Right on. Pretty dark brown during high school. So I don't even know how many procedures I've had to remove uh, squamous or yeah. um, carcinoma of various skin cancers. And so my dermatologist has put me on a thousand milligrams of niacinamide yeah, twice a thing. day as a way to suppress frequency yes. of skin cancer. Yes. And I, you know, hey, Tacey. Yes, sir. You need to send a text to P.A. Jill since she had melanoma twice and see if she's taking nicotinamide. Uh, there was a really good study that showed that nicotinamide. How you spell it? Ni- like nicotine amide. So Nic- a, N- N-I-C-O-T-I-N-A-M-I-D. There you go. Right. And it's 500 milligrams twice a day. And this study showed a 23% reduction in new uh, non-melanoma skin cancers and the melanoma data, I've got data from 2017, and it's still iffy, but it says uh, because nicotinamide reduces the incidence of certain precancerous lesions in high-risk individuals and enhances repair of DNA damage in melanocytes, 
you know, melanin, those, the pigmented the pink cells. Pink. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's promising agent for chemo prevention of melanoma in high-risk populations. Uh, I will keep looking to see if I can find data that's that demonstrates a statistically significant improvement in people that take nicotinamide. But I would there's absolutely no downside to it. Right on. There's no downside to it. Hell, take it. Yep. And the, the thing is, if you were exposed to that much sunlight, you're probably not just at risk for melanoma. But melanoma is the one that you really want to prevent. If that you dude's can. describing me. I'm yeah. afraid. Well, maybe you should be well, taking some nicotine. I'm going to take it today. You should put some in your uh, stragglers stuff. Ooh. It be and they're like double dose. Another thing for you, you know, to for give what, me a bunch of shit about. For what ails you. <laughs> no. My horse liniment. Yeah. Horse paste. Horse paste. <laughs> Good Lord. Oh, oh, oh. Remember we talked about. Um, Speaking of horse paste, mm-hmm. that uh, we had a YouTube video deleted and we got a content strike, which is a big deal against our against our channel. Uh, they reversed it. Oh, good. Somebody actually went and listened to what we were saying. Finally, after tweeting and tweeting and tweeting them, and thanks to the people in our audience that also tweeted to them to say this is bullshit. Yeah, awesome. Thank and, you, guys. Uh, they did pay attention, and uh, I got a tweet. You know, it's funny. There's no email. There's no phone calls you could do, but you can tweet to them, and then stuff gets done. So anyway, so I'm going to quit saying salty things about uh, YouTube, and I do appreciate them taking a look at it. So before we go, Scott, you had um, a yeah. question from the waiting room. Yeah, great question from Colin. Um, what could possibly cause Colin Quinn? Colin, uh, not that, not not that Colin Quinn. Thankfully, because he's the one that um, straightened you. Thankfully, <laughs> no, we want him to call in. What are you talking about? Here that is true, Doctor Steve. I hope you're better at <laughs> love prostate screenings than you are at radio screenings. You son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> one of my favorite things. That is own. that is awesome. Love um, Colin. It is funny. So, but our Colin says, "What would cause palpations after eating?" Question mark. I started. It started happening after he had his gallbladder removed. Wait, and, palpitations uh, or was it atrial fibrillation though? Tasting. Crack on. Crack on. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll call it crack on. Now he, he said he said palpitations. I said atrial fibrillation. That I know oh, it's not so, the same thing. No, that was no, my it's fault. It's not even close to the same no, thing. No, I know. I so. know. That's my fault. I misread. Sorry, Colin. We'll get we'll get it straight. At least you're paying attention. At least yeah. I'm paying attention. Yeah. So um, palpitations after eating. So well, I I when you first told me about this, I wanted to look up atrial fibrillation right. after you eat, and that is a known thing. It's unusual, mm-hmm. and it's called uh, postprandial paroxysmal atrial fibrillation. And they feel that elevated blood sugar is a contributing factor to that. Okay, makes sense. So uh, they did a case, a 73-year-old woman had postprandial hyperglycemia. So postprandial means after you eat, hyperglycemia, elevated blood sugar, suffered from drug refractory paroxysmal atrial fibrillation. Paroxysmal means comes and goes, Come, you know, paroxysms. And she put, they put her on a 1,600-calorie-a-day diet and had her walk three times a day for more than 30 minutes. Never happened again. 
after six months. Wow. It, was, it was done. Never happened again. That's incredible. That was pretty interesting. So uh, the, these authors, based on one, you know, an N of one, said diet and exercise should be considered as initial therapy in patients with paroxysmal atrial fibrillation who also have postprandial hyperglycemia. But if it we're talking palpitations, that's a different thing. Now, that can be something like this. Okay. Palpitations is where you feel skip or you know skip heartbeats or mm. heavy heartbeats that, that are also paroxysmal. Right. So uh, normally you don't feel your heart beating in your chest. You can feel it if you feel your pulse, either in your neck or in your wrist, but you normally don't uh, feel it in your chest. And when you do, we'll call that a palpitation. Okay. So... And they're very common. I used to have them all the time. Younger people tend to have more of them. And actually, more healthy, well-toned people will have more palpitations than sedentary fatsos like me. So that's probably why I don't have them anymore. But if they're recurrent, particularly if they are associated with symptoms. Okay. Oh, good enough. Am I, am I 16 again? Okay. Symptoms. Hello, Mr. Haney. Um <laughs> If you, oh, he was Mr. Haney. He would say, hello, Mr. Douglas. Anyway, um, if you uh, are having them accompanied by what symptoms like shortness of breath, chest pain, left arm weakness or pain radiating down the left arm, sweating or anything like that, you would want to get that checked out ASAP. Mm-hmm. But otherwise, if you just have them and they're just sort of, hey, I just noticed this periodically, if you can find a pattern to it, that'll help them figure it out. But what they'll do is they'll put an event monitor on you, mm-hmm. sometimes a Holter monitor. So if a Holter monitor and event monitor are two different things, mm-hmm. Holter monitor will m- measure every single heartbeat for 24 to 48 hours. And then an event monitor you can wear for a month and you just push the button when you have an event, event right that and you feel that's you right. Perceive, right and it'll be monitoring your heart rate the whole time and then when you push the button it'll go back 10 seconds or 15 seconds capture those capture this thing and then the next 15 seconds right and then it, they upload it and they can look at it and say oh yeah well, you're just having regular pvcs which are premature ventricular contractions those happen uh every once in a while the heart will uh just skip a beat and when it does, or it beats too early, really is what it is. So you'll get beat, 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 and then beat, beat, and then it just sits there. It doesn't know what to do. It can't quite repolarize yet. So, but while it's sitting there doing nothing because it did two beats in a row too fast, uh, it's still filling up with blood coming from the venous side of the circulatory system. It's not pumping out any arterial blood right now. Okay. But venous blood is still pouring in, and the heart's getting bigger and bigger and bigger until mm. it gets so big it just goes, tong, 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 tong. It has to beat several times to get back to equilibrium Kind of catch up. Yeah, to get caught up. Okay. And those you will feel. Yep. Come on, come on. Yep. Yep. And, uh, but, you know, you can get this from a shitty diet too so people who are in really good shape or people who are in really really bad shape can get palpitations mm-hmm. they can be as, as accompanied by a myocardial infarction in other words if you're ha- well they will accompany a myocardial infarction if you're having a heart attack your heart becomes sort of irritable electrically and then it'll just start beating like crazy sometimes you'll get palpitations with that so whenever somebody comes in with chest pain we're always asking them are you having any 
palpitations? Are you sweating? Are you nauseated? You have pain going down your left arm. Those are all signs uh, that uh, contribute to the clinical diagnosis of heart attack. Right. All right. Okay. Anything else? I believe that's got it. All right. Well, that sounds good to me. Tacey, you got anything? Nope. Scott, you want to plug anything? Simply Herbals. Yeah, Simply Herbals. Nasal sprays. Net. Dot net. CBD. Similar to your... What? Her nuts. <laughs> what is Simply this? her, her balls. Her, her nuts. Oh, my God. I think the heat's getting to me. <laughs> it's my, hot again. What, what it's it? kind of like her nuts. Kind of like her nuts, her that's, balls. Oh, my God. I've lost That's my, sort of like Myrtle's always mind. gets it. You know, the joke, what's the best time to go to the dentist? Tooth hurdy. Tooth hurdy. And then Myrtle always gets the punchlines wrong, and she'll yeah. say, well, the best time to go to the dentist, I reckon, is right before closing time because <laughs> ain't nobody there in there. You know, it's just so stupid. She gets all the jokes wrong. Oh, and then, yes, yeah, so then Cletus will just ex- explain them all. Yeah, but I know my, I, I'm, I'm such a dumbass, but the, yeah, the CBD nasal spray is... <laughs> Is, um, well, you're not a, you're not known as Scott the Joke Man. No, so that's I'm Jackie. Not. No, so that's okay. You Scott can the you can doofus. you cannot the tell. nut. The, what is it? The, uh, the simply her balls. The what? soft the soft nuts or whatever. I'm the. I don't even the know what the nuts. fuck you're what, talking what about it? now. I don't want to know how soft your nuts are. I don't want to know any I'm of that. You're fatty. You're fatty liver, and I'm. Oh, oh he's a uh, no lazy nuts. Lazy nuts. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, lazy nuts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Lazy Nuts and, oh shit, who are you again? Oh. Fatty liver. Okay, we'll try again. Try again, wait a minute. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, give it up for Fatty Liver and Lazy Nuts. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, everyone. <laughs> Oh, the, the room turned so quickly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so dumb. All right. Well, listen, uh, thanks always go to Dr. Scott. Tacey, uh, thank you for being here. We can't forget Rob Sprantz, Bob Kelly, Greg Hughes, Anthony Cumia, Jim Norton, Travis Teft, that Gould girl, Lewis Johnson, Paul Opcharsky, Chowdy1008, Amanda Swan, Kim Chickens, Colin Carnes, Adam Goldstein. Check out Adam Goldstein TV, uh, Richard Kish. Uh, who else is here? I talk funny to you. That's Amy, David, uh, David Corchado, Sean Pedrick, and the rest of the uh, waiting room. Uh, check out, uh, you know, the shout outs to Paulov Charsky and Eric Nagel, the Port Charlotte Whore, the Saratoga Skank, the Florida Floozy, the St. Pete Barkeep Blower, the Dolly Museum Diddler, the Ballet Bimbo, the girl with a genetic half-sister no one knows about. <laughs> Except we do. <laughs> Percy Dumb, P- Roland Campos, sister of Chris, Sam Roberts, she who owns pigs and snakes, Pat Duffy, Bill the Cop, Keith the Cop, Dennis Falcone, Matt Kleinschmidt, Dale Dudley, Holly from the Gulf, Christopher Watkins, voice double, guitarist Steve Tucci, the great Rob Bartlett, Adam Goldstein, already said hello to him, Cowgirl Vic, 
Thank you for your service. Cardiff Electric, Casey the Soil Scientist, Carl of the Talipes Equinoveris Carls. They're a very exclusive family. Uh, producer Chris, a.k.a. Paducah Chris. The subreddit news chick, a.k.a. That Broad. Crows and the Bukaki Queen. Jenny Jingles. The Inimitable. Vincent Paulino, everybody. Uh, Eric Zane, Trucker Andy, uh, Tucker and Anita Dixon, Bernie and Sid, Martha from Arkansas's daughter, Ron Bennington, of course, our dear departed friends, GVAC, Barry the Blade, and Todd Hillier, who supported the show, has always been gracious and always was appreciated. Listen to our SiriusXM show on the Faction Chalk channel, SiriusXM channel 103, Saturdays at 7 p.m. Eastern, Sunday at 6 p.m. Eastern, on demand and other times at Jim McClure's pleasure. Many thanks to our listeners whose voicemail and topic ideas make this job very easy. Go to our website at drsteve.com for schedules, podcasts, and other crap. Until next time, check your stupid nuts for lumps, quit smoking, get off your asses, get some exercise. We'll see you in one week for the next edition of Weird Medicine. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, Tate. Thanks, guys. Bye. <laughs>